I'm Jay Pitts, a real estate broker, agent, leader, and investor. For the last decade, I've navigated the craziest of real estate markets this country has ever seen, selling over 2,000 homes, moving in and out of markets, always ahead of the curve. And now I'm bringing that perspective to you. This is your resource, and Real Talk About Real Estate starts right now. And we're back, folks. Welcome back to another episode of Resource Real Talk about Louisville Real Estate. I'm your host, Jay Pitts, broker owner at Remax Premier Properties, leader of JT Pitts and Associates. And today I'm going to be a little bit, I don't know, lovingly direct, blunt, not really sure how to put it. Um, you know, it occurs to me that at any one moment in the marketplace, there is a specific need for the moment. And that's what we're going to get into today. The most absolutely the most timely piece of advice as a buyer or selling agent in the city of Louisville, in the residential space that you could possibly hear, I'm going to give it to you today. But before that, let's take care of, uh, let's take care of the show opening process which uh, that'll make a little more sense a little bit later on today. The show opening process, or as I say most weeks, let's pay the bills, is really just how I let you know how you can find this podcast. We're not sure how you stumbled upon it the first time or if it was referred to you or a link was sent, but we want to make sure you know how to engage with our content. Um, That would be under any of our social channels. You can find us on Facebook, the Facebook page for the podcast, facebook.com slash the resource podcast. You can find us in our private Facebook group, which we've gone away from the live stream. We're live on YouTube today. I'll give you more information about that here in a moment, but you can still find the private Facebook group if you'd like to get access and get in on the conversation. Just ping me and I will get you added. Two, two criteria, you must be local and you must be a realtor. Um, these are real estate agent only conversations. You can find us on Instagram at J Pitts Realtor. You can find snippets or reels of each episode, little 30 second bite size uh, points, anecdotes, if you will, that come in the episodes, give you a little understanding about who we are and what we talk about. If you haven't consumed the podcast before, we would love you to engage with that content. You can find me on Twitter at JTPA Louisville.com or at JTPA Louisville on Twitter, JTPA, JT Pitts and Associates. You can find us on TikTok with similar content as the reels at J underscore Pitts. And like I said, live on YouTube.com slash J Pitts Realtor. It's also the home for all of our video content. You can find each and every one of the videos that we produce there. Lots of different criteria, you know, ideas for real estate agents, some of the properties we represent, some of the good stuff, some of the agents that we have working for us and what's so great about them. You can find that. Uh, Don't forget about our sister piece of content on the podcast, JTP University. We're coming to you very soon with JTPU quick hits, little ice storm action, uh, delayed our recording. So we'll be recording those episodes should have about 20 in the can after tomorrow. And we'll be letting those out gradually over the next few months. Would love for you to engage with the five minute episodes of JTP university. Just run a little dry on topics there. So we're going to just mix it up and go 30 seconds. One question, quick answer, give it to you. Uh, to where you can consume it rather easily. The podcast itself is hosted on a variety of podcasting platforms. Pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast, you can find us. Search my name, search Resource Louisville, you will find us. But specifically, we'd appreciate your attention on Apple Podcasts. Give us a like, give us a follow, 
give us a five-star review. We would love that because your review, your engagement helps the algorithm to serve the podcast as a likely, um, you know, piece of content that, that, that each consumer would appreciate seeing more people see us, more people listen. We'd love to hear it. Also, Spotify would be a great place. Spotify is in the news. Um, still a popular place to consume podcast content. So we'd love to have you there. All right, moving on bills paid time for value. Tough love. If you will, I will say this. I'm nothing. If I'm not transparent, I am here to tell you what works. I appreciate that each and every one of you has feelings. I appreciate the fact that there are some unique truths about human beings. Uh, you know, we, I often like to say that we always put, you know, more value in the efforts of our efforts than the efforts of others. I often say that, um, you know, it's easy to overemphasize your own strengths and overemphasize the weaknesses of others. These are, these are real unique truths to the, the human condition, right? So it is not surprising to me that recently when I polled my group of very successful, very accomplished, very productive, very efficient 85 to 90 agents that we have here in the brokerage that I polled them asking for some explanations as to why we have more release contracts now than we've ever seen before. Not surprising were the results, were the answers, and also not entirely groundbreaking. It, fe it fed right into the narrative of what I know about human beings. We are flawed and fallible creatures that like to, you know, think that we make the best decisions that we can possibly make when the opportunity is presented. But we have blinders on in, in some cases to things that could be done to improve our circumstance. What do I mean by that? Every response I got was focused outward. Why did the deal release? The buyer did this. The seller did that. The other agent did this. I absolutely acknowledge that those are probably true, but are they the whole truth? Not a single one of the responses I got were self-reflective, were taking ownership of what might have been an error in action or in omission that contributed to the result. And the truth is, right now, right now, on February 9th, 2022, the inventory that we have to sell is far inferior to the amount of buyers that we have to purchase it. Demand is off from 21. There's no doubt about that. Anybody in the marketplace can feel it. However, the inventory is way off, way, way off. Lowest levels in history rivaling May of 2021, which was the lowest in history. Maybe we're there now. I'm not entirely sure. I'll know more uh, very soon. It's hard, to, it's hard to say this early in the year, but may just may be the smallest amount of inventory on record 
with still historically strong demand. And that makes for a contentious scenario, a contentious scenario between buyers and sellers. Buyers and sellers go into transactions with expectations. And when those expectations are not properly guarded by a seasoned, credible, confident, and calm real estate professional, those expectations get skewed. Those expectations are not rooted in reality. Conflict arises and deals go south. And they go south quickly. So what I'm here to talk to you about today is the four absolutely necessary processes. I'm not sure if that's how you say that, but I'm going to say it that way. Processes for bulletproofing your buy side transactions. 84% of my team's releases last year were on the buy side. Only 16% came from sellers, which tells me, well, it's first, first off, it's not surprising. It's not surprising because we're an aggressive team. We're building our careers. We're building our businesses. We chase lead sources. We inject new life into our database on a daily basis. And just, just those that activity right there creates a scenario where sometimes our level of rapport with the client isn't quite as great as some agents. And that's okay. We're in the process of building it. So we're going to release more transactions, and that's fine. We're going to sell more homes too. But like I always say, fashion's never finished. We're working towards a scenario where we build bulletproof buyer relationships, bulletproof contracts that result in closing at the levels that my highest agents, 85, 89%, close at that sort of clip. You're going to lose one out of 10, no matter what you do. You just don't want to lose four out of 10. That's spinning your wheels. So we're going to talk about today the four things that you can do to bulletproof your buy-side representation, your buy-side contracts. But it starts with taking ownership and knowing that there was something, whether you see it or not, no matter how outlandish the situation, no matter how crazy the client was or the other side of the transaction, no matter how bad the home inspection report was, no matter how ill-equipped the other agent on the other side of the transaction was, there was something, whether you saw it or not, there was something that you could have done to make it more likely to achieve the outcome your client was looking for, which was a closed transaction, whether you see it or not, there was something. So let's dive in. Number one, not enough agents do buyer consultations these days. Not enough agents do them. A lot more of you should be spending time doing buyer consultations. Now, does that look like what we used to talk about where you didn't go on a showing unless you could get them into the office and sit down and go over the buying process before you spun your wheels to go show properties? It's not what I'm talking about. The market will not bear it today. The market will not allow for it. You may get your referral clients to do it, but genuinely, they don't want to do it as much as you'd like them to either. 
the reason, the core reason to do a buy side consultation is to cement yourself as the center of their purchase transaction. You, their agent. Now, we understand that the client's interest is the property early on. That is what motivates them to co come from a maybe to a let's go. They decide on the process before they decide on the agent. The property does that. No matter how good you look, they don't like you. You don't look as good as the pictures on that brand new listing that just hit the market in the neighborhood where their kids want to, where they want to live so their kids can go to that certain school. You do not inspire that sort of excitement. You can, however, help shield them from the fear and anxiety that's keeping them from getting what they want. But when and only when you become the center of that transaction, the buyer consult makes it infinitely easier to cement that, that title for yourself. So you may be asking, Jay, what do I do in the buyer consultation or how do I even get it? Well, the first thing is you ask for it. Knowing when to ask for it would, would be helpful. So let's take, for example, you get a Zillow lead, you go do a showing, you have a good rapport. You have, it's not the one for them, and as is the case 99% of the time, it's not the one for them, but you might be the agent for them. You know, the, the old age statistic that was always quoted was 70% of buyers only meet with one agent. So let's assume for a moment that that's accurate. I don't know if it is or not. Kind of feels like it might be. Seven out of 10, as long as you don't mess it up, you're going to be their agent. But that does not have any impact on how you built the relationship. Getting them to commit to you is only part of it. Getting them to commit to the process of buying a home with you and following your advice and acting in a way that will help them be successful, getting out of their own way, that is the remainder of the point. I love getting clients to commit to me. It's great. But I don't need them as a client if they're not going to transact in a way that will allow me to help them. The buyer consult's all about that. The house is no longer the draw you are. Them making a second choice in the case of our Zillow lead that goes to a showing that goes well, that you ask for a buyer consultation, sit down and discuss the process. That second decision to meet with you again increases your chances of success infinitely, it increases your chances of exclusivity exponentially. By exclusivity, I mean they're not gonna be calling other agents signs to see properties. You are becoming their agent. If they agree to that, there's a high percentage chance you are their agent. But once again, that's not what is predictive of success. What happens in the buyer consult is the buyer consult is where you literally explain 
everything. Everything. Every single thing. You know, I talk about NLP and sales training a lot, knowing how to communicate, knowing how to talk to people. And this is no different. There is a term called future pacing or pre-framing is another thing, slightly different but fairly similar. Future pacing or pre-framing is the action, the act of solving a problem before the problem exists. Pre-framing is that with an objection. Future pacing is showing the client or exposing them to potential issues that could arise throughout the process so that their reaction has less emotion because of previous exposure. You should be explaining every single problem that could happen with their pre-approval process, with their search process, with the offer process, with the inspection process, with the finance processing, with the appraisal, with every single aspect of the transaction. What situations could arise should be brought to their attention before it does so they can expose themselves, think rationally without pressure and anxiety, and know how to get through them when those problems do arise. They don't always come, but when they do, you look near clairvoyant for bringing them to their attention ahead of the curve. You're not playing catch up anymore. You're out in front. The buyer consult is where you explain everything and engender all the confidence. They need to come away from that being sold on nothing more than you. You are what they are sold on the most. You are the center of that transaction. Explain everything. My team drops it down into six categories. We break it down. Six categories. There are, we have, we have a, a bound book that we hand out. Do they read it? No. They remember that you gave it to them. And they remember that you addressed the most likely pitfalls, generally or specifically, and when they come and you usher them through the solution, they're ready to receive it from you. They're ready to, to lay their future at your feet and allow you to usher them through a difficult and anxious process. The future pacing in and of itself simply gets them used to the fact that there is a solution for any problem that exists. The problem is not unique. In fact, it's quite generic. It's quite general. It's quite common. Common problems can be solved. Unique problems seem like there are no, there is no solution. But when you're the one who's literally seen everything before it happened, the buyer's capable of issuing you enough confidence and allowing you to solve the problem for them. What do I do if I've never encountered the problem, you might ask? Well, this is where allying yourself with an office, with a mentor, with a team, with a broker that has these types of conversations with you. This podcast, I don't care if you quote me, even if you're not an agent here. 
well, I listened to this podcast about real estate. This guy's really smart and good looking and not at all annoying. And he says that we, what we should do is this. I'm just kidding. You probably shouldn't do that. But you can join a brokerage like this, even if it isn't this one, and sit in the meeting like I had with my agents today where, we, we, where I looked them in the eyes and with all sincerity and honesty told them that you are part of the problem even if you don't realize it. And the way out is exactly what I told you a few weeks ago. It's through experience or education. Today, we're doing education. Open your mind to the thought that you could be the problem. Look for the solution and then future pace it for every single one of your clients. Don't play from behind. Catch up is never fun. Get out in front. Leaders lead from the front. Moving on. Second process, beyond the buyer consultation, we're going to take this in order of how you progress through the buying process, the showing. After you do the, con you may have done a showing before, that's how you got the consult. Don't sleep on the consult, get it done. Have the consult at the kitchen table of the first showing, I don't care, on the hood of your car after you leave the first showing, I don't care. Have the conversation where you explain everything. Whip the buyer book out of your briefcase and go over it on the tailgate of your truck. Go around the corner to Starbucks, sit down and do it. And when you move on to that next showing process, let them understand that it is a process. The word process presumes experience. You don't have a process for something you've never done before. You don't have a process for something that's not worth doing. You have a process for something that is hard, valuable, worth investing your time, energy, and effort in. Just speaking and the words you choose will tell the client that, well, like I said in number one, that you are the center of this transaction. Trust me, the other agents they've spoken to don't discuss the six-step buying process. The home inspection procedure. What we do when we encounter a multiple offer situation. What our procedure for handling multiple offers is. All right, back on, back on track. Showing. A showing is an audition. It's an audition for exclusive representation, but it is also an audition or a performance, if you will, that shows the client why they should put their confidence in you. I tell my agents, the first thing you should do, and this is a secret, I apologize to you, those, I know we have consumers listening, um, this is not meant to be in any way underhanded, but simply indicative of who we are at our core, I tell my agents the first thing you do in a showing with a new prospect is point out something wrong with the house. And especially when they've got that look, that we're in love look in their eyes, that I don't see flaws here because this is too cute kind of look, that we want to raise our kids that we don't even have in this home kind of look. And trust me, all the real estate agents listening, you know the look I'm talking about. Don't be a wet blanket, but the first thing you do is point out something wrong. Why? Because it signals to the client that you're not a pushy salesperson. 
and you're not here to shove that house down their throat. You're not the perception that people have for realtors. That's not you. You're not a car salesman. Pardon to car salesman. I, I sold cars at one point in my life. Nothing against them. You're not a personal injury attorney. You're not a sleazy ambulance chaser. The perspective that the public has says that we are paid too much and we don't give enough. Don't be that. Don't be that agent. Don't be the agent that's overpaid and underperforms. Be the agent that your clients wouldn't dare buy a home without. That's what having a process does for you. Builds confidence in the showing. That's your performance. Educate them. Do you know how a furnace works? Do you know how a trench waterproofing system works? Do you know what makes a foundation crack dangerous and what, what is merely a shrinkage crack? Do you understand whether cracks in the mortar on a brick are substantial? Do you know what it looks like when a gutter is functioning improperly? Do you know the biggest issues that a home has? Do you know that a tape joint crack on drywall is not an issue, merely cosmetic? Do you know what the common findings are on home inspections? Do you know anything about building codes? If you don't, you need to. The showing is about building confidence. It's about telling your client Okay, that you're not here to sell them something, that you're here to prevent them from making a big mistake. That's why you're here. It's the single greatest fear that most people have. Not that they're going to overpay, that they're going to buy something that is turns out to be a hassle and a headache and that's something that, that they bought a home that's falling down, they made a 30-year investment and sunk 50 grand in down payment and borrowed all this money in the house, they're not gonna be able to sell it, and they're not gonna be able to live there, and they're not gonna be able to afford the repairs. Single greatest fear. We know, I guess it's not impossible, but it's nearly, nearly 0% of the time that that happens. There's no problem that can't be fixed when it comes to real estate. You have to be the one to help your clients understand that. And if you show them issues with a property during a showing, then they're less surprised by them when they come up on an inspection. They're more likely to be able to adjust and deal and negotiate. And I'm not suggesting that you shouldn't Get something for the things that you are surprised by. But the better prepared your client is, the more contacts they have, the better off everyone will be. The more happy they are, the more likely to refer you they are. It's about building confidence. The showing process 
is your audition. Interject your social proof. The home you sold around the corner, the value appreciation for the area based on the home you sold a client of yours 24 months ago in this neighborhood. And we're starting to see a pattern here. It's all about communication. It's all about having a process, it's the way you convey that process. It's about solving problems before they come up. It's about leading from the front. It's about showing past success. These are all little things that, that, are, that are seemingly insignificant, but they make the difference between the agents that are the best and the agents that don't make it. Number three, the offer process. Do you absolutely 100% of the time have a conversation, not over text, with the phone, with the listing agent before submitting an offer? 100% of the time. I pulled my agents, they all raised their hand and I said, well, are we we're really being truthful here? What about the agents that won't respond to you because I know that exists? What about the listing agents that aren't capable or credible to process a multiple offer situation? They simply found themselves in that position. They're trying not to drown and they don't have time to, to return phone calls and they don't care who you are. How do you contact them? Oh, well, Jay, I guess we, we may not, but we try. Well, the answer here is don't ever take no for an answer. Don't ever take no for an answer. Be direct and risk alienating that listing agent by being persistent before you accept three attempts and no response and your client loses, loses a lot of the likelihood that their offer becomes accepted. The person that breaks through is the one that gets their offer accepted. But not only this, okay, because we're not talking about getting deals under contract right now. We're talking about holding them together. I'm here to tell you that you should share what you're going to do to pursue that acceptance with your client because the heart that the more they know the effort it took for you to secure the property for them, the more committed they are, the more confident they are the more willing they are to listen to your advice in the future and the easier it will be to get them to move out of their own way and stay in a transaction that should go to closing. Listen, this whole episode acknowledges the fact that some deals shouldn't close, but the majority, the vast majority, if, if I dare say, the vast majority of transactions should close and don't. And they don't because the agent was not capable of helping the buyer get out of their own way. I told you that 84% of our releases were on buy side transactions. Sellers find a way to close. The offer process starts at discussing the offer with the other agent, understanding what moves the needle. Okay, future pacing problems that you may have in the transaction, issues that you might have defined or identified in the showing. Helping and using those flaws in the property as a basis for getting your offer accepted and not addressing these issues later. You don't have to address the issue later if you address it up front. 
All right. Now let's say make one more point about the offer process. The contract. Too many of you gloss over the contract. You don't go into the potential pitfalls of every single clause of the contract. The financing, the earnest money, the inspection, the request after the inspection, the appraisal, the home warranty, the closing, who gets to select it, when is it, are you being specific? You're bouncing from property to property, showing, writing multiple offers in a day, sending it to your client for electronic signatures. It is a, it is a sterile process. The signing of the offer should be ceremonious. When you plan to win, you win more often. When you plan to keep your deals together, they stay together more often. There is absolutely no other way to look at it. When you consider the fact that the greater your level of experience in terms of years, the fewer transactions you have, and it holds true time and time and time again. And I have nothing against new to the industry agents. And I have no way other than education to manufacture experience for our agents here. So I implore you, listen and learn and do what the more experienced agents do and you will hold more of your deals together and you will be a more experienced agent before you know it. Experienced agents go over the contract, line by line. Every clause has a potential pitfall. And that pitfall is discussed. I go over it twice. I go over it when I'm filling it out and when they're signing it. I'm on the phone or in person with them for both. That's a good segue to number four, the inspection process. We lose more transactions due to inspections than any other clause of the contract, so you absolutely must have an ironclad, bulletproof inspection process. Here are some things that you absolutely cannot sacrifice, period, end of story. There is no argument, and I don't want to hear it. You must be present for the inspection. Not the whole thing, but at least the last 30 minutes where the inspector conveys the results of the inspection to your client in your presence and both parties are able to ask questions and have discourse about the issues. Your client receiving the home inspection because they weren't there and you weren't there, blindside, 10 p.m. at night, 60 pages and 800 problems is a recipe for release regardless of how nice the house is. A home inspector's job is to find flaws. They literally must justify their existence by finding things wrong. But they're not inherently deal killers. They want people to buy homes. They don't want that reputation. You set yourself up for failure when you don't show up, when you allow your client not to show up. A conversation had surrounding results of an inspection between inspector, agent, and client, and not just client, but all clients. The wife can't stay at home or the husband can't stay at home when the other spouse is there or whatever circumstance you may find yourself in. If there are multiple buyers, dad must be there. If dad reads the inspection after the fact for baby girl buying her first home and he doesn't like the results and he wasn't there to hear the inspector say with his own mouth that this is what I see on nine out of 10 inspections. 
that deal's dead. And failure to prepare is preparing for failure. It's that simple. You must be there. It must be an inspector that you have at least vetted and know that is not an alarmist that is searching out more inspection fees by killing contracts so that they get to do multiple inspections for the same party. Most cases by discount and not issuing written reports so they don't have to substantiate their claims. You need to be there to ensure that that's not the case. You also need to arrive before your client. And here's why. Do you want to find out the big problem with the inspection report results the same time your client does? Run the risk of having this reaction. No, you don't. You're cooler than the other side of the pillow, right? You've been here. We've done this. We've just done a consult, a showing process, an offer process, and now an inspection process. And you've illustrated to your client that you are the steady hand of this transaction. And all of a sudden you get slapped upside the face with a surprise that you can't conceal your worry. That deal's dead. That deal is dead. But if you're the steady hand and you know what's coming, you've already thought about the questions you're going to ask the inspector to get them to elaborate, you've already been down that path. And when your client looks at you like, what does he think? And sees confidence, they see solutions, they see action. That's what they need to feel like this is not an insurmountable problem. Now, it may prove to be one, but you need, to, you need them to at least entertain the idea that there is a viable solution. Otherwise, what's the point? It's a really good question to ask at the end of every inspection presentation. So Mr. Inspector, after everything we've talked about today and all that you've shared with us, which we appreciate very much and we appreciate you being so thorough, would you buy this house? It's a great one. Here's another one. After everything you've seen today, would you say that the results are consistent with what you see in most properties this age? So, would you say that all the findings are pretty typical of homes in this area? Would you say that these are pretty typical of homes in this price point based on your experience? If you're not there, there's nobody to ask that question. And the home inspector's job is to find things and not get sued for missing things. They don't want to be the wet blanket. But they don't want to get sued and they don't want to be out of business either. You're not coercing the results. You want a thorough home inspector that's going to find truly all the things that are wrong with that property. But you also don't want them explaining it in the most inflammatory way possible. And that's not always just their words. It could be by omission. 
because someone's not there to advocate on behalf of the client by asking the right question that they're too nervous to ask. A home inspection report is scary. 60, 65 pages, red arrows, circles, pictures, inflammatory language, things that are over their head because they don't understand home systems. No matter how much you try to educate them, they don't do this every day like you. And some of you do this every day and you don't know. The truth is, you are the one who is at the center of the transaction that protects them, that softens that anxiety, allowing them to get out of their own way and make the decision to get everything that they ever wanted. Homeownership is not cost-free. Most of the homes we sell are not brand new. They don't come with a warranty, and even if they do, that's a limited warranty. You spend money when you own a home. You do it for the pride of ownership, for the investment. For the memories. You do it for the good stuff. And truly, the agents that have the most success are the ones that are able to help people allay their fears and their anxiety surrounding the process. The home they purchased from me is no worse and no better than the home they would have purchased from you before they released that contract. The simple difference is that I had the confidence through education and experience to help them not sabotage the very thing they came to you saying they wanted. And it's just that simple. That's all I got for you today, folks. Four things in recap. Buyer consult, showing process, offer process, inspection process, lots of processes. But remember, having a process means having a solution. Having a process means having experience. Having a process means having success. Don't be afraid of it. All right. Recap, find us online, anywhere you go. The Resource Podcast page on Facebook, at JTPA Louisville on Twitter, at JPitts Realtor on Instagram for bite-sized episode clips on Reels, on TikTok at J underscore Pitts, YouTube.com slash JPitts Realtor for all of our video content. Would love your engagement there. Really, really trying to move some of our attention over to the YouTube space. Um, pay homage to the Google gods. Find us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, like, follow, share, review. All that is appreciated. Spotify. Um, we will not be canceled, I promise. We would love to have you there. Um, that's all I got. Once again, we're coming at you with JTPU Quick Hits here very, very soon. One question, one answer, 30 seconds or less. Um, or I get to like pay out lots of bets of people that think that I can't answer a question in 30 seconds, but we would love to have you with that. Um, engage with us. We love hearing from you. We love your feedback. Uh, I get questions all the time from folks about things that they would like to hear on the podcast. It's how we, how we take the pulse of the market and give you what you need. Uh, hope you enjoyed today's episode. Once again, releases are the single greatest threat to your business right now. Employ these tactics, put them to use, close more deals. 
Uh, once again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I am your host, Jay Pitts, broker owner of REMAX Premier Properties. For resource, real talk about Louisville real estate. We'll see you soon.